What's up, guys? Welcome to Demo with Mo. I'm your host, Monique Simmons. We'll be discussing dating, engaged, and married objectives from a young Christian's perspective. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Demo with Mo. I am your host, Monique Simmons. Today's episode is Ask Mo Anything. In honor of celebrating my 34th birthday, by the time this episode goes live and you are listening to this, my birthday will be less than a week away. First of all, my birthday is a big deal and I hope your birthday is a big deal to you, but I celebrate my birthday for the whole month of November. This is something that I have always done in all of my adult years for as long as I can remember. My husband always makes a joke about it, him and our children, how mom celebrates her birthday for the whole month because your birthday should be a big deal for you. But if it's not to you, you know, that that's your thing. But for Monique, I celebrate the whole month. But to celebrate my birthday with you guys, I wanted to do a Ask Mo Anything podcast episode. So for today's episode, I told my followers and my group members on the private group on Facebook, remember, if you are not in that group with us, Dating, Engaged, and Married Objectives on Facebook, head on over there and join us now. If you are dating in a relationship, you're engaged, you're married, what are you waiting on? Head on over and join us now. But I asked my followers and our group members there to pose their questions. They literally could ask me anything. If you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast, if you follow me, you know that I am pretty much an open book. There are not many things that I am not open to share. So that's what we'll be discussing on today. And as we get ready to celebrate for the whole month of November, I do want to shout you guys out Wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. And remember to subscribe so that you'll get a notification when the episodes go live. But we received an amazing review this week. And it was from Lovely One. The subject title is Five Stars Isn't Enough to Rate. I highly recommend listening to this podcast. I have cried, laughed, and learned a lot listening to this podcast, exclamation point. Lovely one, thank you so much for the great review and the five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. I don't take reviews lightly. I read every single one of them myself. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you so much. So to join in on the celebration for the month of November for my birthday, we're going to be doing giveaways for the whole month of November. But what we're going to do, we're going to do it a little bit different than we did on last year because I gave our giveaways throughout the month. What we're going to do is save our giveaways for the end of the month and we're going to do a drawing, but it's going to be multiple drawings at the end of the month. We're going to do a spin wheel. So the way that you can go into the drawing, there's multiple ways. You can leave a review on my website, www.demowithmode.com. You can leave a review, take a screenshot of the review, and post it on Instagram or Facebook 
and tag me, Demo with Mo, on Facebook, Demo with Mo Podcast on Instagram. You can screenshot your review and tag me. That's a way you can go into the drawing. You can join us on the private group on Facebook, Dating, Engaged, and Married Objectives. That will get you into the drawing. All you have to do is join the group. Send me a direct message letting me know you heard the podcast, you joined the group, and this is your way to enter into the drawing. And another way that you can get entered in multiple times into the drawing is by inviting others to follow my pages on social media or inviting them to join the group. So all you have to do is invite them and you can either screenshot or on the private group when you invite them, it shows me who invited them. So you can invite others to join the private group and the more you invite others, the more your name can go into the drawing. And once we spin the wheel, we will be doing gift cards and we will be doing demo with mo merchandise as giveaways. So I am really excited about that. So just a quick overview. You can either leave a review on the website, demowithmo.com, take a screenshot, you can post it on Instagram or Facebook and tag me, Demo with Mo Podcast on Instagram, Demo with Mo on Facebook. That will get your name into the drawing. You can join our private group on Facebook, Dating, Engaged, and Married Objectives. That will get you into the drawing as well as inviting others to follow me on any of the social media platforms or inviting them on the private Facebook group. And the more people you invite, the more your name will go into the drawing. That's it. So I hope you guys are excited about it because I am excited about it and I can't wait to see how it all goes. But that's enough of that. That's enough of taking care of the business. Let's jump into today's episode, guys. question is coming from Angie Sarn. She asks, what are some current short-term and long-term goals for the podcast? Okay. And I love this question. This is a great question. Thank you so much, Angie, for this question. Um, This really got me to thinking. I am a goal-oriented person. I am a box checker. I love to accomplish things that I I have planned and goals that I have set for myself that just does something for me. I actually love it. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be major. It can be simple things that I've planned to get done throughout my day. Literally, it can be picking up groceries, completing my curbside grocery pickup list, and I get that done. It does something for me internally. (laughs) So I really think this is a great question. So I pondered on this and I really thought about it and I wrote some things out. Short-term goals I have for the podcast, guests on more podcasts. That has been a goal of mine. I actually guessed it on my first podcast this year. Shout out to Crystal Prophet with the Prophet Podcast. Um, She's definitely um, one of the people that I look up to in the podcast game. Um, She taught me a lot when it comes to creating podcasts and all of the things when it comes to behind the scenes, the podcast gear and creating content and all of the things. She taught me a lot of the things that I know 
a lot of it. So if you are interested in creating a podcast and you literally have no idea what you're doing and you need to know what you're doing and you maybe don't have a circle of people around you who don't, this is not an arena that they're in or you may know people and they may not want to share with you or they may be kind of closed off. Crystal is not that person. Crystal shares all of her information. She literally will walk you through it. She has YouTube videos. She has a private group on Facebook. Crystal walked me through everything. She was there for me through a lot of the things with starting my podcast. And it meant a lot to me. She interviewed me on her podcast this year. And that was actually my first interview on someone's podcast. And and not only did I interview on my first podcast, but I interviewed on my first podcast with someone that I actually look up to, a mentor of mine in the podcast game. So check, check. So, you know. God always does amazing things to God be the glory. So that is one of my short-term goals. Um, Another short-term goal I have is set up more guest interviews to to have more guests come on my show. And I have done more of that. That was one of my goals in my second and third season. And I've actually done more of that. Not to kind of downplay it at all. I've legit done that. And I'm really proud of myself on that. But I I really want to do it more. Like I want to have more guests on. And my last one is to switch my merchandise over to a local business owner. I'm actually talking to a local business owner right now. And we're working on some things behind the scenes, trying to get my logo um, switched over onto some merchandise um, where I can get it done local. Because I would love to support um, local business owners. And that's what my short-term goals is right now. So that's kind of the things that I'm actually hands-on working on short-term right now. Um, My long-term goals is to get a sponsor or sponsors. Multiple sponsors would be great. But even if I could get one sponsor, that would be dope for the podcast. I want to do a live conference. I would love to do a live podcast conference where I could have maybe multiple guests on and maybe we could do a live forum. We could have questions from guests and I want to have all relationship statuses because those of you who have been following me, who listen to the podcast, you know my my audience is all relationship statuses. Those who are dating, those who are in committed relationships, those who are engaged or married. So our relationship status is, and I know there are a lot of people who have questions that need answers. So I would love to do it live because there are only so many, so many things or so many topics that I can discuss and so much that I can answer in this podcast within a 30 minute to one hour window. Even though I touch on a lot of topics. I know we can help more people in a live session because you're able to get more context. You can ask more follow-up questions. You can know more about their history, how long they've been dating, how long they've, you know, their background, their family dynamic, the family origin, all of these more specific details. So I would love to do a live conference. That is a definite long-term goal for me. Um, One of my 
last long-term goals for the podcast is I would love to do a yearly couples retreat. That's something I actually love. For those of you who are in our private group on Facebook, you know how much I promote date nights and having that close, intimate, one-on-one time with your partner. It is very, it is very important. It is very, very, very important. I know our jobs are important. I know our children are important. I know ministry is important. I know all of these things are important, but your partner and your spouse, they have to be priority. They have to be priority. So we have to make sure we get that date night in, that intimate one-on-one time, intentional time in together because you don't want to lose or forget who your partner is. You don't want to you don't want to lose that. You don't want your children to one day leave home and you looking next to the person beside you like, who are you? Who did I marry? What happened? What what happened to us? We used to be so in love. We used to be so connected. We used to get along so well and now we barely talk. It's like we're passing ships in the night. But that's because we stop intentionally spending time together. We stop intentionally connecting. We stop spending that one-on-one time together now we're just paying bills now we're just taking care of the kids now we're just talking about business but what happened to having fun together what happened to us going on vacation and taking trips together what time what happened to just hanging out what happened to when we used to just date when we used to just kick it I don't know how I got from telling you about my long-term goal to telling you about how to connect with your partner But yes, long-term goal, couples retreat. I would love to do that where we can actually, because I think it's so, so needed to be able to hang out with other couples and to see that you're not alone and that you guys are legit out here dealing with the same stuff, the same struggles, facing the same thing, even though if it's not the same, but everyone is struggling. Everyone is trying to work through stuff. Everyone is trying to keep it spicy. Everyone is trying to raise children. Everyone is trying to deal with finances. Everyone is trying to work through issues with family and and in-laws. Everyone is trying to deal with changes with their partners. Everyone is dealing with something. So I think the couples retreat would be dope. That time to kind of rejuvenate and refresh and to be energized and to be motivated and to have good sex with your boo and to hang out with other couples and eat good food and drink good drinks and hang out on the beach and just have a good time. So yeah, that's that's a long-term, that's a long-term goal for me as well. So Angie, thank you for the question. Great question. I hope I answered that question. Um, I hope they answered what you were asking me. Next question. Annette Sims asks, why did I start the podcast? I have gotten this question a lot. And I actually love this question. I don't mind getting asked this question, literally. I could get asked this question every day because I think it's a great question. And I think every podcast host, and not even, scratch that, not even just podcast hosts, anybody that has a passion, has their own business, 
entrepreneur, does something they love for a living, you should always be ready for this question. You should always be ready for this question. And if you're not ready for this question, I feel like you really need to take some time out, sit down, think about this. Because if you're doing something you love, you're doing your passion, something that you feel like God has purposed you for, you need to know why you're doing it. I started this podcast because my husband and I, we started dating at a, at a very young age. We started our family. We got married. We jumped into this at a very young age. And I know a lot of people with the same story. And even if they don't have the same story, I know a lot of people who are trying to do relationships and either they don't have the tools They don't have the resources. Maybe they didn't come from the background or the family of origin where they saw healthy relationships. They didn't see healthy marriages. They didn't see the marriage that they desire or they wanted, or it wasn't modeled well. Let's just say that. Let's just keep it 100. Let's keep it a book. (laughs) As young people say, let's keep it a book. They didn't see the relationship that they wanted. So When we started doing this, there wasn't a lot of things like this around. Podcasts are big now. And I literally, I listen to podcasts every day. I have some of my favorite podcasts. And I think I'm going to do an episode about that with some of my favorite podcasts. I'm going to shout out some of my favorite podcasts because I think this is a great resource. But I started this podcast because back then, we didn't have a lot of this. We literally was winging this thing. We just didn't have a lot of this. A lot of the things that we dealt with in our relationship, in our marriage, a lot of it wasn't talked about in the church. A lot of people in marriages and relationships. And a lot of people our age weren't even married. Like we were the first people in our in our families that were married at our age and none of our friends were married. So who were we going to talk to? <laughs> so there was not a lot of resources for us. And I told God, when we got to a place where we were in a much better place in a much healthier place, I said, God, everything that you've shown me, because God saw us through a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of stuff. I mean, a whole lot of stuff that some people just don't make it through. So I know it was only by the grace of God. I know it was only by the grace of God. And I told God that I would I would share it. I would not be afraid. I would be bold. I would, that's why I'm an open book. When you guys hear me sharing stuff, it's not because I just want people in my business. Cause I don't, I, I, mm-mm. no, I don't. And my husband is very introverted. I always have to make sure a lot of the things that I'm sharing with you guys is okay with him because my husband is very private. He is not like me at all. We are complete opposites. I am extroverted. He is introverted. I can take up space in a room and talk loud and mingle and be all over the place. And my husband is cool with just sitting in the corner chilling. We are the complete opposite. So I have to talk over a lot of things with him that I want to say and a lot of things that I want to do and make sure that he's good with it. So God has seen us through a whole lot of stuff, but I told God that I would not be afraid to share, to help others, and to glorify him. So that was the reason that I started this podcast, because I have a heart for this. I have a heart to help other people in relationships who really just need the tools and the resources and the help, and to know that they are not alone. Because a lot of times, that's all we really need. We literally just need to be encouraged, and we need to know that we are not alone, that we ain't in this thing by ourselves, that there are other people like us facing struggles just like us.
that's it. That I don't know about y'all, but that encourages me to keep on fighting the good fight. To know I am not in the battle alone. There are other people on this battlefield with me. We may not be fighting the same exact fight, but we're all on. We're all on the battlefield. We're all fighting. So that was the reason that I started the podcast because I have a heart for it. I have a desire for it. Like it literally excites me. It gets my blood pumping and flowing to be able to help other couples, to encourage other couples, to provide resources. And and let me let me say this. I am not proclaiming that I'm an expert at all. This is literally from my ex, my personal experiences between my husband and I and things that I have encountered and walked through dealing with marriage ministry and friends and family and loved ones. And I am not claiming to be an expert, but I told God the knowledge and the wisdom that he has given me, that he has put deep down within me, that I would share it and I would help others others and I would encourage others and I would glorify him in the midst of it. So any chance that I get that I'm able to help someone and to encourage someone in their relationship, in their dating stages, in their marriage, and talk about him in the midst of it, point someone to him in the midst of it, I'm going to do that. So that was my reason of starting this podcast because a lot of people just need some encouragement. A lot of people just need the tools and the resources. A lot of people just need to know that they are not alone. So Annette, great question. As always, I love this that question. That's actually one of my favorite questions to be asked because it just gets me excited because it, it always reminds me because sometimes... And like I said, this is not just for podcasts, but for for those of you on the other end listening to this, who are doing something that they love, you need to be reminded. Sometimes you need to remember your why. When you're feeling discouraged, when you feel like you're not making a difference, when you are feeling tired and burnt out, I want you to remember your why. Why did I start doing this? Why did I begin this? What was my purpose? What was my reason? Why am I doing this? Who did I want to help? Why did I start this in the first place? Go back to the basics. When you've, when you've gotten caught up in all the, all the outside noise, you need to quiet all the noise and remember the basics. Why did you start this? So I love this question because it always takes me back. It takes me back to when my husband and I first started dating and when we first got married and we first started our family, when things were so hard for us and we didn't have the resources, we didn't have the tools, we had no idea what we were doing. That's why. That's why I started this, because I know there are other couples in that same place. There are going to always be couples in that same place. We weren't the first and we won't be the last. And there's going to be someone else just like me. And there was someone before me just like me, because God always is preparing more people and more people to provide the people with what they need. So, yeah. Thank you, Annette, for that question. I hope that answered that for you. Okay, next question is from Alicia Chandler. Alicia asks, what has been my biggest struggle as a wife and how did I overcome it? When I read Alicia's question, my response to Alicia was, woo child. 
I felt that in my soul. When she when I read her question, I felt it deep down in my soul because it's literally things that I'm actually working through now. Like I'm on I'm over on the other side. You know how you just you hear people say, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm almost out the tunnel now. But I remember a time when I was just getting in the tunnel. So I was nowhere near a light. So I am at a time now where I can encourage Alicia and I can encourage some other wives and some other women who may feel this exact way because I promise I understand. What I went through may not be what you went through or what you're going through right now, but I still can relate because we all have to overcome something. When we're struggling, no matter what the struggle is, we still all have to overcome it. The struggle may look different. Our struggles may not be the same, but we still all have to overcome it. And the overcoming of it is hard, no matter what the struggle is. So for me, Alicia, and to the other wives and to the other women, whatever your title is, because it may be a mom. It may be a woman in her singleness who is struggling. It may be a woman who's a caregiver, who's taking care of a ill loved one. What, where, wherever you are right now, listening to this right now, who is in the midst of a struggle and who is trying to overcome it and needs some encouragement right now, I understand. My biggest struggle as a wife was losing who I once was, realizing she would never be back, having to accept that and being okay with that. And then relearning the woman I am now, finding out what makes her happy, what she desires, what pleases her, what she's okay with, what she's not okay with, who she is outside of being a wife and a mom. That was my biggest struggle. So I want to answer this without telling my whole life story, because I know some of you this may be your first time ever listening to my podcast. This may be your first episode you ever listened. So I don't want you to hear this and you have to read into things and you're not sure how some stuff adds up. But some of you have been following my podcast since the beginning. So you know, you know, my husband and I have been together since high school. You know, you know, we were young when we got married, but for some people, they don't know all of this. So they have to read between the lines. If this is your first podcast episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to some podcasts from the beginning. So you can kind of understand my husband and I's love story, our history. We've been together since we were kids, but I'm going to try to summarize it so you can kind of get an understanding. My husband and I started dating when I was 17 years old, our senior year in high school. Our oldest son, he's 14. We had him not even a year after graduating high school. We got married when we was 21. So imagine who you were at the age of 21. Just imagine. Don't, don't, don't try to think about me. Don't try to think about my husband. Think about who you were at the age of 21. Just imagine. And some of you listening may actually be 21 right now. Just think about who you are at 21. For most of us, we really don't know who we are, even though we think we've grown, and we are legally, we are grown, we are adults. But at 21, we don't know who we are. Not really. We don't know. We don't really know what we want out of life. We think we do. We don't really know who we are completely. 
let alone what we want from somebody else, what we expect out of a relationship and a marriage and raising children and all of this stuff that now comes with it. Because now we're parents and not only are we parents, we're out on our own, taking care of a a family and a household. And now we're married. So we're husband and wife. And we're trying to figure out how to be husband and wife. And my husband comes from a family where they weren't married. So he didn't see any healthy marriages in his family. And I come from a two-parent home, but my my parents are divorced and I really didn't see a healthy marriage. So we're both kind of winging this thing and we don't know what we're doing. And now we have, at this point, now after after we get married, now we have two children. So we're winging marriage and we're trying to raise children and we're trying to take care of a home and we're trying to figure out finances and we don't have any idea what we're doing there with finances. We don't have any idea what we're doing there with finances. So just, just imagine, just in your mind, imagine, paint that picture. We don't know who we are within ourselves. We don't know who we are. We're raising two human beings while not knowing who we are. We're trying to take care of a home. (laughs) We're trying to love each other. So just imagine. So fast forward to now from those 21-year-olds to say 30-year-olds. So now this 30-year-old woman, me, Monique, is now beginning to figure out what she wants out of life. She's figuring out what she likes, what she desires what pleases her, what she doesn't like. And now she's beginning to speak up on those things and tell her husband those things. So to go to Alicia's second part of that question, she said, how did I overcome it? So the pandemic hits. So before the pandemic hits, my husband and I, so we began trying to have a child. It took us almost a year and we got pregnant with our last child. Zoe Grace. So we got pregnant with Zoe Grace. And not a few months after we got pregnant with Zoe Grace, the pandemic hit. With all three of my children, I get sick with my pregnancies. And I'm not talking about like the normal sickness that most women go through where they're sick their first trimester. I'm sick the entire pregnancy, literally until I deliver my child. That's the kind of sick I am. Like the sick, put you down in the bed sick, lose weight, your entire pregnancy sick. Like I don't gain weight during my pregnancy. So I'm sick. It's the middle of a pandemic. We're stuck in the house. I still work, but all the extracurricular activities are gone. We literally went from being a household where we were doing things every day. My husband and I, we both had essential jobs. So we never stopped working during the pandemic. So, but that's it. We went to work and that was it. Our kids did school from home, but that was it. So we had time. And with this time, I had a lot of time with my thoughts. Usually I could, we kept busy through our thoughts. And that's a whole nother podcast episode for a whole nother day. But I could usually keep busy working through my thoughts. But I had time now. Everybody had time. That was something a lot of people learned through the pandemic. You literally had time. You had to either deal with your thoughts, work through your thoughts, or they overtook you. 
So I worked through my thoughts and I started realizing I didn't have to do all the things that I was doing. I was overwhelmed. I was burnt out. I was doing too much. I was busy all the time. That wasn't a life that I wanted for myself. That wasn't the way I wanted my marriage to be. That wasn't the way I wanted to raise my children. This is not the way that I wanted to show them that motherhood is. Things were just out of whack, completely out of whack. If I'm being completely honest with you, I was not pleased with any of it. So I began to talk to God. The pandemic was one of the best things for my relationship with God, my relationship with my husband, and my relationship with my children. So I began to talk to God, began to lay out all these things that I had been doing, all these things that I wanted to stop doing. And I'm physically sick. I literally could not get out of bed a lot of days. I always tell people I'm not OCD, but I live somewhere in the neighborhood. I like to keep my house clean. I like for things to be done a certain way, but I physically could not do a lot of things. So I ended up hiring someone to come clean our house every two weeks. One of the best decisions I could ever make, but it caused a lot of friction in my marriage. My husband was not on board with it. So we ended up starting marriage therapy during the pandemic. And this was one of our biggest topics in marriage therapy because he could not understand why I would have someone to come clean our home every two weeks. My husband, he went from being raised by a single mom who did everything, leaving his mom's home into a marriage with a wife who did everything. And it wasn't like my husband required this of me or asked this of me. This was a standard that I set for myself. I always did everything. That's just who I was. That was everywhere I went, in my home, outside of my home, on my jobs, in ministry. That's just, that was the standard I always set. I did everything. So when I got sick and I began to have time with my thoughts and realized I did not have to do all of the things by myself and I did not want to do all of the things by myself. And I began to speak up for myself and set new standards for myself. Things had to change. So we began to have these conversations in therapy and I hired a cleaning lady and we finally got on one accord about someone coming to clean our home. And my husband began to help me do things. And not even just with the cleaning of the home, it was more And I won't go into details about all of that. What I'm saying to you is that was my biggest struggle. Letting go of that 21-year-old Monique, that Monique that I was when I went into my marriage, that person who I was back then, that young woman who had no idea what it was to be a wife, to be a mother, what it was to speak up for yourself, to know what you want, to know what you desire, to know what's acceptable for you, to know what you wanted and to know what you don't want and to be okay with saying that out loud saying that out loud to you, to say it out loud to your spouse, to say it out loud to your loved ones, and to be secure in it. I didn't know how to do those things, but that Monique is gone. And I had to learn how to be okay with it because I waddled in that for a while. Like I lost me. I really lost myself. And you hear women say it all the time. I lost myself in being a mom. I forgot who I was in being a wife. But that's our responsibility. That is no one else's fault but our own. We have to take accountability for that, for ourselves in that area. That's no one else's responsibility but our own. And one of the most beautiful things about that, I'm glad I lost her. 
I don't need that 21-year-old version of myself. She should have been gone. This version of me should have been here. And I'm glad it took me being physically sick and ill in my bed in a pandemic having to hit for me to find her. But I am glad that she is here. So that is the biggest struggle as a wife that I've ever had. And that's how I overcame it. I had to get physically sick. I literally had to get stuck in my bed. A pandemic, a global pandemic had to hit for God to wake me up and say, girl, you don't have to do everything by yourself. You don't have to be in control of it all. You don't have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. What? <laughs> you are not God. <laughs> It is going to be okay. You have a husband that will help you carry the load. You have a God who is truly God and does not need your help at all. So yeah, I feel like I said a whole bunch there. Alicia, I hope I answered your question, but I don't regret not one bit of it because I am glad that I am here now on the other side because it feels so good. It feels so good to now be here on the other side. I tell you guys this, my husband and I, we started marriage therapy during the pandemic and we still go. We absolutely love our marriage therapies. But I started individual therapy last month and it's the best decision that I could have made for myself. Every year, I don't really make New Year's resolutions and nothing against anybody that make New Year's resolution. Whatever you have to do or say or put in place to make a better version of yourself, you do that. You do that for you. But I always have a word that I put in place for me for the year. That's my thing. And this year was intentionality. And I wanted to be intentional about my decisions, about my relationships, about taking care of myself, about everything, literally. It's just about my life, period, about my relationship with God, about ministry, about my podcast, about everything. I just wanted to be intentional. I didn't want just to be out here just doing stuff. I wanted to be purposeful meaningful to be thinking about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. That was my goal. I can honestly say I have been doing it. So one of the things I decided to do because I've been doing the work in my marriage, but there was a lot of there is a lot of self-work that I need to do that's outside of my marriage that has nothing to do with my husband. And I'm going to tell you guys this. I want to encourage you. I always tell my husband this. Your marriage and your relationship will only be as healthy as the individual's in. If you ain't good, your relationship and marriage won't be good. If you are not good, whether it be you or your partner, if one of you are not good, your marriage or your relationship will not be good. You have to do the self-work. You have to. So I started therapy. And today as I'm recording this, I actually had my second session with my therapist. And I won't even get into all that. One day I'll do a podcast episode on that. And we'll talk about that even more in today because we're doing a lot. Your girl is over here doing a whole bunch of self-work. I will tell you that. And it's beautiful. And I don't mean beautiful in, oh, it's so, it's so nice and everything is so, so good. And there's no issues and there's no problems. No, that's not what I mean when I say it's beautiful. It's beautiful because I just see myself on the couch talking to this therapist like, out-of-body experience. I literally just watching myself here and like, girl, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. 
Can I encourage y'all? I want you to begin to encourage yourself. I want you to begin to speak kindly to yourself, to motivate and encourage yourself the same way you do for other people. Can I encourage you to do that? Do that for you. The same way you do it for other people, do that for you. But I was just sitting there watching myself have this conversation with my therapist and like, girl, I'm so proud of you because every everything that you've been through, every hurt that you've experienced, every bad decision that you've made, every bad decision that other people made that affected you, this could have been different. This could have been completely different for you. You guys, we get to choose. I know sometimes it feels like we don't. I know people have hurt us. I know things have affected us. I know the way we may have grown up. Maybe some of us have experienced traumatic things, abuse, neglect, whatever. I don't know your story. I don't know your experience. I don't know what may have happened to you. But I know sometimes it feels like we didn't have a say We didn't have any control. I know this. I know this. There becomes a time in our life when we get the chance to choose the road we take. Am I going to continue down the road where I'm going to be the victim of the things that that affected me, that hurt me, that were done to me, that were not right? And don't get me wrong. They were not right by no means necessary. They were not right. But will I continue down that road or will I choose the road to freedom? We get to choose. We get to choose, y'all. When I was 21, 12 years ago, February 7, 2010, I chose Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Best decision I could have ever made for my life. That's when my whole life changed. And it has not been an easy journey. I wouldn't sit on here and try to tell you otherwise. It has not been a walk in the park. But that's when my whole life changed. It was the best decision that I could have ever made for myself, for my children, for my marriage, for my family, for the generations to come after me. That's when I was set free. Y'all, I was not even planning on saying all of this at all. I was literally going to just answer these questions. (laughs) And that was going to be the episode for today. But as I sit here and record this with tears in my eyes, and I just think about all that God has done, my heart is so full. My heart is so full because I remember I remember where I was. I remember where I came from. I remember how hard my life was, how hard my marriage was. Because Alicia asked me, what has been my biggest struggle as a wife and how did I overcome it? Because I remember when I was in the struggles. (laughs) And I thought that I would not overcome it. And I thought that my marriage wouldn't make it. I don't know if any of y'all ever been there. When you're going through something and you think this is it. We won't get past this. This this won't work out. You know, this is just be another failed relationship. I don't know if any of y'all have ever felt like that, but I did. But there is hope. (laughs) There is hope. And I'd be remiss to try to tell you that it was anybody else but God. I would be a fool to sit on here and try to tell you that it was anybody else but God. 
So yeah, you get to choose today. It's totally up to you. I love that God gives us free will to choose. He doesn't force us. He doesn't make us. He doesn't push us. He just loves us. Man, he just loves us. But you get to choose today. I made my choice. You get to make yours. Follow me on TikTok and Facebook at Demo with Mo. On Instagram at Demo with Mo Podcast. Remember, I love you. But God loves you so much more. I mean, so much more. I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed. Follow me on Facebook at Demo with Mo. If you have any questions you would like answered here live on my podcast, email them to me at demowithmo at gmail.com. That's D-E-M-O-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com.